Have you ever scrambled with thoughts on how you were going to entertain your guest at your big event or big event that you were hosting? Why not treat your amazing guest with live music? Allow me to personally recommend to you a saxophonist that's guaranteed to bring his best every time he performs. Verl Tolbert is his name, his bilanguage, his enthusiasm, his smile will tell you his story. Verl played at my wedding and he was also a guest on this podcast, episode number four. A natural entertainer and talented musician, Verl T, the perfect choice for all events and special occasions, playing smooth jazz, R&B, neo-soul, blues, pop, and gospel music are his passion. Saxophonist Verl Tolbert is from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and has been playing saxophone for over 15 years. Verl T plays alto, soprano saxophone, electric wind instrument, also known as the Iwi, with a heavy dose of soul. Allow Verl T to help make your event something super special. For booking information, navigate to verlt.com. That's Verl spelled V-E-A-R-L, the letter T, dot com. Live fully, challenge yourself, be kind, be generous, be grateful, because it's never too late. Do these words resonate with you? Do these words describe one of your friends, family member, a colleague? These words describe our next guest on this episode of Defining Moments Podcast. She's the Executive Director of Calm Waters. It's a nonprofit organization in Oklahoma City that provides grief support to children and families who've experienced a loss due to death or divorce. Her name is Erin Engelke. Not only is she an executive director, she's a wife, she's a mom to three children, she's got her own blog called Beauty and the Busyness, spelled out B-U-S-Y-N-E-S-S. In this blog, she breaks down work-life balance. She also gave a TED Talk a few years ago, which is actually really awesome because 2013 is when she gave it, 2019 is absolutely relevant. It's going to be absolutely relevant for the rest of our lives. She talks about her life, her experiences, from being seven months pregnant. What did she do? What was her decision to take a job? How did she go about it? She talks about her favorite playground toy and how that relates to her life, work-life balance. My wife and I had the opportunity to sit down with Erin for about an hour a few weeks ago to record this podcast. It's a podcast that is heartwarming, heartfelt, authentic. And Erin, my wife and I are forever grateful for the time that you've taken and you've given us to record this episode with you. We wish you all the very best. Keep chasing that greatness. There's no finish line. You got this. Welcome back to Defining Moments Podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and today's very special guest is the Executive Director for Calm Waters Nonprofit Center in Oklahoma City, Aaron Engelke. Aaron, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We connected through Instagram probably a few months ago, yeah. and then we all met at Whole Foods. You, me, my wife met up. And interestingly enough, I had a colleague that happened to walk by, and I went back to the office. He's like, hey, 
I didn't know Mari had an older sister. I thought, oh. you know, I thought she just had her brother. I was like, no. Oh, how funny. <laughs> yeah, because both blonde, tall, in shape, and had a red jacket on. So That's hilarious. That yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how are you to, How are you doing today? And it's not a service level question. So yeah. if you're doing well, it, I want to know about it. If you're not, if you want to share, if you want to move on, we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. I am doing well today. You know, I shared a little bit before we started this afternoon that this week has been a little bit challenging for me mentally Mm -hmm. more than anything, just a lot of big obligations and commitments, all of which are super exciting and wonderful. And and in the grand scheme of things, I enjoy them, but it does take a lot of mental energy to be prepared for them. I am a bit of a perfectionist (laughs) and that you know, adds pressure on myself. Nobody else is putting that pressure on me. I do it to myself, um, but consequently, it causes me to be extra worn out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's okay. Right? Yeah, that's, absolutely. We talked about earlier how Margie and I we enjoy doing these podcasts, and but it's a grind that we have to go mm-hmm. through. And you know, to get to know someone more than just service level, you have to do research and right. you have to communicate. And you do an amazing job by the way, of communicating with just people, social media. And I know we'll get into a little bit of social media here in a little bit. Right. How are the kids and how's the husband doing? Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> my kids are super excited about school starting on Friday. Okay. They are, my, my kids are very energetic, um, super dynamic kiddos. They're amazing. Um, they love life yeah. very much. And, you know, I definitely feed off their energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they're excited about school. I have two um, kiddos that are uh, in middle school. Wow. My oldest daughter is starting middle school for the first time mm-hmm. this year. So there's some anxiety around that for her. Yeah. And then my youngest daughter is starting a new school and will also n- be the only kiddo in school. Whereas for, in prior years, she's been wow. with her brother and sister. So yeah. it's kind of a new adventure for her. But she mm-hmm. is super independent. She, she'll just thrive and do great. She makes friends really easily. So. Yeah. 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 And how's the husband? And so my husband, Jason, (laughs) he is starting a new job. Oh, wow. He has been an administrator for the last seven years, an assistant principal at a variety of elementary schools in Edmond. And he made the decision to go back to the classroom. His real love is music. Okay. He taught music. His um, bachelor's degree is in music. And he has decided to be the choir director for Cimarron Middle School in Edmond. And so- that comes with all kinds of new emotions, right? Like he's mm-hmm. doing something totally different um, after he's been accustomed to a certain pace for a number of years. And so he, today was his official first day back, although mm-hmm. he's had a number of meetings leading up to today. So yeah. lots of big change for yeah. all of us in our family. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. You're the executive director of Calm Waters in Oklahoma City. What What is this? What's Calm Waters? I know it's a place to, for families and children uh, grieving and yeah. you get services, you provide services, nonprofit. Yep. It sounds pretty awesome. I'll let you go ahead and explain a little bit yeah. more. We, so Calm Waters is the only uh, grief center located in central Oklahoma that is non-faith-based. Our, um, our mission, honestly, is to serve children and families who have experienced a loss due to death or divorce. Mm-hmm. And we do so through free support groups, wow. um, creating a community for people who've gone through a loss. Mm-hmm. Um, we hear time and time again that when someone loses someone very close to them or in the case of divorce, yeah. 
you know, a division in the family unit, unit, there is a tremendous sense of loneliness. Mm-hmm. And we know that there's power in community. Yeah. And for adults and for children to be around others that have been through something just like them, it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just in the last couple of weeks, we've had our all of the families who are participating in our groups that start back up next week. Yeah come in for orientation. So I had just the extreme privilege to get to know them, hear their stories, meet their precious kiddos. Um, And it's just, it's really special. I mean, our work is hard. I mean, the the stories and the circumstances that we deal with is extremely challenging, but we also see the, the change that happens with our families, the hope that they discover in being a part of our programs. And it's just amazing. That, that is amazing. So how do they find your center? Or do you go, do you go out and do speaking engagements, yeah. presentations about the center? Yeah, it's, it's, so it's a, a little bit of everything. Okay. We do a lot of speaking engagements. We do trainings, um, you know, set up booths, et cetera. Lots of publicity, our social media, of course. Yeah. Um, but then we get a tremendous number of families through referrals. So attorneys, you know, like oh, um, uh, divorce attorneys mm-hmm. obviously recommend families to come to us. Hospitals. So if someone has a family that a family member that has just passed away, they give them a packet of materials with Calm Waters information mm-hmm. in it. And so then they can immediately uh, reference our services. Um, and schools, you know, refer people to us. So lots of referral sources, lots of other yeah. agencies in the community as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know you are a public speaker, a professional speaker, and you have an amazing blog called Beauty and the Busyness, spelled like B-U-S-Y-N-E-S-S. Yep. And in there you describe about yourself and the word fashionita sticks out to me. <laughs> when you first came in, you're like, oh, hey, I like your dress. You look really nice. And I talked to my wife last night. I was like, hey, should I wear ties? And she's like, well, she is a fashionita, so make sure <laughs> you dress That is nice. so funny. And then I specifically mentioned it, didn't yeah. I? Well, you need to keep that wife of yours. She knows. Yeah. She knows what she's talking about. Yeah, she does. She does. So this blog, how did all this blog oh come about? Oh my goodness. Well, it honestly dates back several years mm-hmm. when I uh, came to this realization in my own life of how important it is to support working moms. Um, I uh, felt very alone in my journey as a working mom and struggled to find that support system Um, and began the process of just you know, writing about it. I blogged for um, a national uh, working mom's website for a while, um, then began speaking on the topic of Mm -hmm. work-life balance specifically geared toward working mothers, but obviously everybody can benefit from that message. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, someone said like, you need to have your own blog. You need to have your own website, yeah. you know, to be able to generate your own content versus leveraging other platforms. And uh, so I created that actually just earlier this year in January. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, a resolution of mine to get it launched Um during the start of the calendar year. And, you know, I made the decision to call it something a little bit different. Um, I think that there's, you know, we get so accustomed to talking about busyness in our society. And sometimes that can be viewed as a negative thing, which it absolutely can be a negative thing. But if you're busy doing the things that you love and that 
fulfill you and give you joy, then busyness is not a bad thing. And you can find beauty in that busyness. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really how my blog and website came to be. And so my mission with that is, again, mostly to support working moms, although I am a huge advocate for um, you know, just women in general and being able to support them in their journeys, whatever that journey may look like. Because mm-hmm. everybody's journey is very different. We shouldn't be apologetic for that right. or um, you know, judge each other for the paths that yeah. we have chosen. Yeah. You, you talk about the blog and you talk about the beauty and the busyness, which is actually quite catchy. You... Obviously, you're a mom, a wife, you got three kids, you do a lot of stuff, executive director, got your own blog. How how does Erin enjoy life? <laughs> do you know, I, I am uh, energized yeah. by having a lot to do. Okay. Yeah. It's hard for me to actually sit still. In fact, a lot of times my kids will say like, let's just sit and watch a movie, mom. And it's hard for me to just sit Mm. and be still. I have to be folding laundry or organizing (laughs) something or, you know, and I realize that this is a little bit of a flaw too, because there is, and I pre, I, you know, talk about this often, how important it is for us to give our minds a break. Mm -hmm. And I have to force myself to do that because I get in this mode of, just doing, doing, doing yeah. all the time. But yeah. I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to model for my kids how important it is, first of all, to have strong work ethic. Yeah. But second of all, how important it is to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. So if that's working out, is it you know pursuing a hobby, um, painting, singing, whatever it is, like we need to have those outlets yeah. because our, our brains need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. And with that being said, when you look upon your life, let's say 20 years ago or 15 years ago, what are some key moments in your life that I call defining moments? What are some of those moments that you have to share with our listeners? Yeah. Well, one uh, in particular was uh, when I was relatively early on in my career, I was around 25 or 26 years old. I have, have had always intended to rise the corporate ladder in corporate PR, marketing, somewhere along those lines. But I discovered about four years into my career that that wasn't filling my cup, that I didn't feel like I was utilizing my skill set to benefit my community. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know what that was going to look like, like where I was going to go. I had worked for uh, a bank um, in the corporate marketing department, was head of PR for an ad agency. So I had done, you know, amazing things, yeah. but I didn't quite know what was next. I just knew that I didn't want to stay in, on that path. Yeah. So I ended up um, just by luck, honestly, falling into a position with World Neighbors, which is an international development nonprofit based in Oklahoma City, but works around the globe. And I started in that role just as like a coordinator, you mm-hmm. know, managing some of their marketing efforts. And the CEO at the time was the first female CEO of the organization. And she and the board made the decision that they needed to invest more time and resources in their awareness and branding and wanted to create a separate department um, and create wow. and really establish a position of VP of marketing and communications. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, my husband and I have been trying to have um, our first child mm-hmm. for a number of years. I had 
uh, lost four through miscarriage. Oh man. Extremely devastating. I mean, it, probably by far one of the most challenging times of my life, mm. um, emotionally and physically. And about two weeks after I started at World Neighbors, I discovered I was pregnant wow. with my son, who is now about to be 14 years old. Needless to say, this was like the most magical moment yeah. for me and my husband. Our, our dreams were coming true. We were very hopeful that this pregnancy would be successful. Meanwhile, World Neighbors decided to post this position, create a new department, hire for this VP role. I've always been of the mindset that I never want to ask the question, well, what if? Mm. And I remember going home, talking to Jason and saying, I really would like to apply for this position. I don't think that I'm suited for it. Like I, I'm still so young in my career. Yeah. Surely they're never going to hire someone with like five years of experience, six years of experience. But I went ahead and did it anyway. Because again, what's the worst thing that they can tell me? No. no. Yeah. Right. And then I still have a great job, have a baby on the way. Life is great. So went through the interview process. Um, they actually conducted a national search, flew people in from across the United States. Wow. Um, I brought in board members, pursued this interview. And in the end, a month or so later, the head of HR called me and I thought, oh, this is going to be that moment, right? Where they're like, thank you so much for applying, Erin. You did such a great job. But we've decided to go with somebody else. Mm. So I was fully anticipating that that would be the case. I walk in and she said, I want you to know that out of all of the candidates that we interviewed for this role, you stood out as wow. the best candidate and we want to offer you this position. And at this time, I'm about seven months pregnant with my son. And I, I felt like I was going to fall out of my chair. I said, <laughs> you realize that I'm seven months pregnant with my son. I'm going to be going on maternity leave. And I'm thinking in my head, can I really do this? Mm -hmm. You know, they, they're completely trusting that I can do this. And that's, yeah. I'm so amazed. And shortly thereafter, the CEO said, told me, she said, I see something in you and I want to invest in you. You are more than capable of doing this job. Wow. So obviously accepted the position mm -hmm. and it really was a turning point for me in the sense of other women supporting women right? Like seeing yeah. that potential, pouring into them, guiding them and leading them. Uh, and also supporting me from a family standpoint, yeah. you know, I was able wow. to go on maternity leave, come back, build my team, rebrand the organization. I traveled extensively, uh, and really just, you know, grew my career from there. Wow. Well, and you were pregnant and I was pregnant. And then you gave birth. Yes. Yes. That is insane. Yeah. So the the busyness is a, a real thing. A real thing. <laughs> a real thing going on for you. Right. Yeah. I I remember watching a TEDx. You spoke at TEDx at OU 2014. 14, theme, something. Huh? Yeah. And I to this day, everything that you spoke about from then till now, I I feel like it still stays true. And I want to pick your brain. So. You quoted an ancient proverb, a rolling stone grows no moss. What does that mean to you? Yeah. You know, I, my husband and I studied abroad when we were in college and we lived in Japan for a period of time. And that's really where, you know, I first heard that proverb and it really stuck with me in part because 
you know, there's there's a lot of talk among society about the the this theory or perception that work life balance exists or that balance mm-hmm. exists in life. And to me, balance simply means that you have reached a point of perfection. Um, and I liken it to a teeter-totter, right? Yeah. Um, it's not possible to keep that teeter-totter balanced for very long anyway. Mm-hmm. And really, you shouldn't because the, the role of a teeter-totter is to go up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, and similarly with a, a, a stone in, in the sense of that proverb is you never want to become stagnant. And if you are in a place of quote unquote perfection, yeah. you're not growing, you're not learning, right? right? Like all of the things that we experience in life, while they can be hard, and in the moment you're like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. Yeah. When you look back, you have become a far better person. You've grown in ways that you never imagined and you've never let that moss grow on you, mm. right? Like you've continued to allow that rock to mold and form and be reshaped. Yeah. Um, and I just think that that's such an important part of life. We should never yeah. allow ourselves to become stagnant. I love that. You mentioned the teeter-totter yeah. and in the TEDx, that's your favorite playground yes. um, toy. So why why is that your favorite playground toy? Because it's constantly moving. Constantly moving. It's not balanced. <laughs> it's not balanced. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, I distinctly remember even in elementary school, Trying to trying to find the balance on. I would sit in the middle of it. Yeah. I don't know if you ever did that as a kid, <laughs> yeah. but I would sit yeah. in the middle of it because I was like, well, nobody else is around to help me balance this thing, so I'm gonna sit in the middle of it. Um, but you know, I talk a lot about how important it is to have people yeah. or aspects of your life that help keep you mm. in sync, right? Because yeah. you can have moments where you have to invest more time and energy in work or family, um, but it never should be completely one-sided, right? Mm-hmm. Just like the teeter-totter. And it often takes people in your life to help you recognize that. Right. Um, but it also takes identifying the aspects of your life that help keep you fulfilled and yeah. joy-filled. Yeah. yeah. What type of people do you surround yourself with? Mm. Well, I love other strong women. Yeah. Um, I certainly have some of those in my life that I respect tremendously who hold me accountable, mm-hmm. who love me enough um, and respect me enough to be able to, you know, tell me the things that yeah. nobody else can tell me. Right. Right. And it comes from a true place of caring and concern, um, but also people that I can go to and say, like, I'm really having a tough time. Like, can I can I do this? Mm-hmm. Am I you know, do I is this possible? And they're the ones that can fill my cup back up and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So important. My mom, absolutely. I learned all my strong um, traits from my mom and uh, just respect her so very much Mm -hmm. and um, try to model a lot of her work ethic in my life. Wow. When you talk about work-life balance, personally, what are some of your let's say morning habits or just mm. habits throughout the day that you have to do or else does it does it turn does it does your life turn a different way yeah if these habits aren't met that is a really good question and honestly one thing for sure is exercise yeah yeah it you know science has proven how important it 
exercise is, regardless mm -hmm. of what form it is, you find the form that works for you, but it definitely has a powerful effect on your mood, yeah. on your ability to feel motivated for yeah. the day. And so generally speaking, I try to run every morning. Uh, about four and a half, five miles if I have time. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't do that every day, but I try to do it at least, mm -hmm. you know, three to four times a week. And it, inevitably, the, the mornings when I feel like I cannot get out of bed and I just have to like do that self-motivating thing in my head, like, mm. yes, you will feel better once you get up and do it. You might be tired now, but you're going to really regret it if you don't. And so yeah. I get up, I do it, and Every time, a hundred percent of the time, I never regret it. I like it. Yeah. Wow. Very good. What are a couple of questions you wish people would ask Aaron, but no one ever asked? Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, I find that I ended up doing a lot of the asking yeah. questions of people. So it's hard for me to even um, think about what I would wish people would ask of me. I think that like having a genuine desire to know how I'm doing, mm. you know, not just the surface, like you, yeah. you know, st led this podcast, uh, but genuinely, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just more, more of a desire to know what goes on inside, yeah. you know, so like what motivates me and um, what fills my cup. And just, I think it's so important as humans that we, are genuinely interested in each other and mm. what makes each other tick. And then following up on that, being that encouragement. Yeah. Um, and all of us need that. All of us need that affirmation Agreed. Um, and that encouragement, regardless of what it involves. Yeah. Yeah. What motivates you? Mm. I mean, I am, I motivate myself a lot yeah. <laughs> uh, just because I'm very goal driven, but uh, my children motivate me. You know, mm. I want to see them be successful. And so um, I try to model my life in a way that, you know, inspires them. Uh, my husband inspires me yeah. for sure. And he motivates me. Uh, he's definitely one that I, you know, go to when I'm having those moments yeah. of like, I don't know if I can do this. Right. He's the one I can be the most transparent with. That's awesome. For sure. Um, and he still loves me even, even in, you know, those moments where um, I'm probably a little bit of a challenge, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, he definitely motivates me. He keeps me uh, positive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What fills your cup? Mm. Man, I love service. I love to serve other people. And I love to see them succeed. Yeah. I think those two things are super important to me in my um, the development of my character and my values. And I distinctly remember growing up, especially as like a middle schooler and teenager, you have those inevitable moments where people are not so very nice to you and yeah. you come home and you're just like, everybody hates me, nobody likes me and just feeling super down on yourself. And I remember having lots of those moments yeah. and coming home and kind of crying to my mom and she would almost every time say, Aaron, you know, she would, you know, build me up, like tell me all the things like, you know, you are wonderful, you are special, all of that, but you just need to get out and serve someone. Mm. That's what's going to help you feel better about yourself. Stop Power. focusing on you and focus on someone else. And I remember that to this day. And it is a guiding principle for me. Whenever I have a down moment, I'm like, who do I need to encourage today? Yeah. Who else has it worse than I do? It puts it into perspective, right? Like, 
Yeah. My my problems really not are not as great as I perceive them to be. They just feel like it because they're all right here. Mm. But so many others need far more than I do. And so being able to pour into someone else actually fills my cup far, far more than anything else. Wow. I, I think if Aaron had a mic, we could just drop it and call it the <laughs> end of the day for the podcast. We'll wrap this thing up, publish it. We yeah. go with it. No, that's awesome. And I love that. Your, your mom. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's tremendous advice. Yes. Wow. Like the best advice. Yeah. So then how do you how do you give back to society today? Well, I think through my professional pursuits, obviously, yeah. I made the decision to stay in nonprofit management. I've never regretted it. I love the opportunity to serve my community. I'm able to do that using my PR marketing communication skills, right? Like I don't have yeah. to be a therapist in order to serve my community or, you know, yep. I can use the skills that I have been given to still give back. And so I've been able to do that through, you know, my professional career. But then, you know, I, I serve a lot on mm -hmm. boards, um, through uh, volunteer activities, and I try to involve my children as much as I can. Yeah. Try to integrate my kids into my, um, my professional world yeah. so that they can be exposed to other children and families that, again, yeah. you know, are going through very traumatic situations yeah. um, because they slip into that, those moments too of like, well, you know, my friend has an Apple watch and I don't have an Apple watch. Yeah. And I'm like, well, let me tell you about the kids that don't have Apple watches. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. So you like to give back. Do you like to receive gifts? Oh my gosh. I love to receive gifts and yeah. I don't get them enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, cause it reminds me of a book called the five love languages. Oh, you, you talk about, yes. yeah. Absolutely. Love yeah. that book. Oh, good. Yes. Because my wife and I, we give our guests <gasps> gifts for coming onto the I podcast. I love gifts. Yeah. Yay. And so. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'd go with my skirt right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you so yeah, much. Absolutely. And yeah. we noticed that you received a gift box. I, I can't remember what it was. It was earlier this year from Nita Nod. Uh, need a yes, gift box. I did. Yeah, how was that? It was so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you yeah. know them? We did a podcast with them. I actually worked <gasps> with her. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. We just did a podcast last week oh, with uh, cool. Marilyn Barone. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah it's... I just love supporting local businesses too. Yeah. And local entrepreneurs. I just think it's very, very important to be invested in your local community. Yeah. 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 Well, you seem very strong willed. You're driven. Mm -hmm. What ticks you off? Anything tick you off? <laughs> um, really weird things, probably. Uh, like slurping. I the sound of slurping. Like sometimes sounds are really <laughs> annoying to me. Isn't that funny? Like I'm telling you, it's not like in the grand scheme of things, really slurping. But yes, yeah, slurping. Um, on a more macro level, one thing that really drives me crazy are people that are inconsistent in their moods. Mm. So, you know, when you don't know what to expect with someone, if some days they're hot, some days they're cold, that is incredibly difficult. Yeah. Um, you know, I try to remain as positive as I can. Doesn't mean I always am, right? But I still treat people with respect and love and um, and am gracious to them. And yeah. so people that kind of flip-flop back and forth like that is just very frustrating. 
Gotcha. Yeah. Wow. So slurping and inconsistency. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> and, and probably one more. People that okay. don't move as fast as me. So okay. like whether it's on the highway or doing a, a task or whatever, right? Yeah, I know. There you go. You oh, asked. But yeah, no, I, I did. My my wife would complain that I walk too slow. Yes. Oh, I'm a very fast walker. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I walk slow, right, Margie? Yeah. <laughs> She probably runs circles around you, right? Oh yeah, she's a health mm -hmm. coach. And oh, yeah. she works we both work out every morning and right. so yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> what are what are a couple of things that people don't really know about, Erin? Hmm. Uh, let's see. I mean, probably a lot of people don't know that I am adopted, that my biological dad died by suicide when I was a little girl. Hmm. Um, and I do, you know, occasionally speak about that just because of the work that I do at Calm Waters. I think it's important for people to know that I understand loss, yeah. very significant and traumatic loss. Um, and, you know, that has been, is defined who I am too. Mm. Uh, but I'm very grateful to have a dad that adopted me, um, yeah. you know, after my biological father uh, passed away. And, you know, obviously very grateful that he, that he chose me. Yeah. Um, so that, that's something that most people don't know. Um, and I think most people don't know how um, difficult it is for me to be completely vulnerable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That, that, that one's uh, really tough as well. It for is. I think for a lot of people. It is. Become vulnerable. It's hard to find a safe to feel like you're safe mm -hmm. to be vulnerable mm -hmm. um and i know for me that's a lot of what keeps me from being as vulnerable as perhaps i could be mm. yeah when i listened to your tedx on youtube i watched it i could see by your body language and hearing the tone of your voice that i felt like you were being vulnerable mm -hmm. I, you you talked about the empowerment of women, but more importantly, you talk about Erin and what she was feeling, what she had to go through. You know, and then you mentioned here you lost yeah, at four miscarriages and then you finally had one and then you were going through a, a job interview, you got the job, then you had to travel being pregnant, right. then giving birth and you know, that that's real. It is. And it's yeah. I I couldn't imagine going through anything which what, you, what you've done. Wow. What, who would be three people you would want to talk to on the phone? No social media. Mm -hmm. So talk to them or meet them in person. Yeah. So like not people that I already know. Is that uh, what you mean? You can or... use people that you know now if you'd like. Um, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you want this to go down the serious path or kind of a silly path, but I'm a big fan of Justin Timberlake. So, I mean, I would yeah. definitely want... If, if I, if it could only be on the phone, I would take that, but I'd love to meet him in person. Mm -hmm. Um, but <laughs> when it comes to like just life in general, yeah. if I have a, you know, a need or, you know, need support for whatever reason, for sure. My mom, mm -hmm. um, would be a phone call, um, or, you know, a visit, stop by her house. Thankfully she doesn't live too far from me. Yeah. Um, and of, of course my husband, but then also I have a really good friend named Catherine and she and I have a very special relationship. 
Um, she worked for me twice, actually. And we like to joke that I laid her off one time and she still <laughs> wanted to work for me and came back and worked for me again. Yeah. Um, but she is an incredibly dear friend to me. Um, awesome. She is one of the funniest people you will ever meet. She says literally whatever comes across her mind. Yeah. And at the same time, like she loves so hard and she mm. cares so deeply. And she is one of those friends that can say whatever needs to be said to me and it doesn't hurt my feelings, yeah. you know, but because it comes from a true place of right. love and concern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So even to the point of like, Erin, you have broccoli in the middle of your teeth. Like Perfect. most people would be like jarred by that. And mm. she, but she says it, she's like, I don't want you to walk into a donor meeting with broccoli in between your teeth, you know? Perfect. That's, that's what you need. That's Catherine. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Love it. When was the last time you challenged yourself with doing something you've never done before? And then what was the outcome? So a few years ago, I made the decision to compete in the Mrs. Oklahoma pageant. And I had actually competed in a pageant in high school. It was a very small pageant. I didn't, didn't place, didn't win, but I loved it. Yeah. And uh, so years later, obviously, I met some people who were winners of the Mrs. Oklahoma uh, competition. And something inside of me, like I get these like, you know, desires to do yeah. something and I just can't, you have to listen to those. Yeah. I think it's important to listen to those goals and those dreams and pursue them. Mm -hmm. And so I reached out to one of the, one of the winners and just, you know, got information from her. Hey, I'm kind of interested in this. Don't know if it would be anything that, you know, I should pursue. And she just, Oh my gosh. Yes. Absolutely need to do it. Uh, poured into me and, and, and I competed, yeah. um, tremendous amount of work. Like I don't think anybody can fully appreciate how much work goes into preparing for a pageant than those who, who have been through a pageant. Mm -hmm. So much more than just getting your body ready. It's very much a mental, um, very mentally taxing. Um, and so I did not place the, that first um, time that I competed. And it mm -hmm. was devastating. It was really devastating to me because I felt like I'd worked really, really hard, Yeah, you know? And like, what, what, what did I do wrong in this, mm. you know, constant attempt to be, you know, to, to do everything just right. I couldn't figure out what I had done wrong, which yeah. I hadn't done anything wrong. Yeah. It just wasn't my time. It wasn't yeah. my moment. Um, I made the decision to compete again a second year and I changed things up. I relaxed. I said, you know what? I'm not going to try to conform to a model of what I think I need to be like. I'm just going to be me. Love I'm it. not going to be so uptight about it. Yeah. I relaxed um, and just enjoyed the process. And I, I ended up placing fourth runner up, which was amazing. Wow. Um, and uh, the um, contestants choice, which meant everybody voted that they wish they would have wanted me to win, mm -hmm. uh, which is a huge honor. That's cool. So, you know, I was very proud in that moment. I was, I didn't leave that year feeling devastated right. because I had been true to myself, given it truly my all yeah, um, and not tried to be something that I wasn't. Yep. Yep. That is awesome. It is a surprise that you came back and you placed, by the way. Yeah. The oh, well, year. thank so, you. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> so you went, you talk about mentally taxing on a pageant. What, 
What's so mentally taxing about it? Well, you're constantly comparing yourself to everyone else. Mm. That's a big part of it. You shouldn't, right? right. Like yeah. you shouldn't do that. But in life, we do it. Yeah. Especially as women, but men do it as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that was my biggest learning out of all of it was that I needed to stop comparing myself to everyone around me, yeah. that I'm a unique individual. I have something very special to offer just as they do. And that at the end of the day, it's up to the judges to decide who is the best you know, yeah. winner, the best contestant in that scenario. Um, so that is very taxing. You also have to be prepared for the interview. The interview yeah. is, is tough. Yeah. Um, you know, you only have a, like less than 30 seconds per mm -hmm. question yeah. with the judges. You have about a total of four minutes with the judges to sell yourself to yeah. them. Yeah. And, you know, you'd think that I'd be totally comfortable talking about myself, but it's actually a very uncomfortable thing for me. Having, um, having a degree and then a career in PR, I have made it my life's work to yeah. promote everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. And so to talk about myself is actually tough. Yeah. And I had to, I had to get to a place where I felt comfortable talking about myself and also kind of advocating for myself. Mm -hmm. And so that part was a little bit mentally taxing. Ah, I see. Yep. Wow. Yeah. What advice would you have for your younger self? Relax. Mm. Yeah. Don't be so hard on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel with this technology in 2019 or even from 13 going forward, there's a lot of pressure on us as individuals or perceived pressure from society? What do you think about that? Do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on us? Oh, be... 100%. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, to perform it. Yes. Yeah. Level. And I think that social media especially amplifies that need for all of us to compare. Mm. Um, you know, we all look to so-and-so's post and vacation and yeah. family and all the things. And we think, well, I don't have that. Something must be wrong with me. Or my husband and I just got in a fight, but that couple sure looks really happy. I bet they never fight. Mm. And we all know that that's not true. That's right. But when you see those posts, you see those pictures, you get to a place of feeling less than. Mm -hmm. And I hate that. I don't quite know how to address it, um, specifically with exception of just, you know, leaning in and pouring into other people to help them realize that they they are special and that it's okay to have flaws and it's okay to have bad days yeah. um, and that no one human being is perfect mm -hmm. yeah regardless of what you see we're all you know we all have our our things that we're yeah. battling yeah maybe not every day but we have them yeah yeah no, and i agree with you about perfection there's no such thing and when i coach soccer i always tell my boys you know, no one's training to be perfect because it doesn't right. exist to me. Right. But you train to become better every day. Absolutely. More importantly, as a human being. And and soccer is a stepping stone into life. They always focus yeah. on soccer. Parents were like, got to get my kid to college playing soccer. Right. Like, soccer is a stepping stone into life. It's into that next level of life. Yeah. It's not all about soccer. It's not about sports. But That's right. It's about these moments that we all get to share in the same room. Because these are the best moments that they you have during the, the day sometimes. Moments. Yes. Yeah. And how important it is to be present yeah. in your moments. Um, I talk a lot about that when I give presentations on work-life balance. 
and I struggle with it. It can be hard for me too, because mm-hmm. I have a lot of things pulling at my attention as we all do. Um, but sometimes you have to like forcibly remove those distractions. So, yeah. you know, one of the things at our house is when we have dinner around the dinner table, we have a rule, no phones at the table. Mm. And so if my husband ever, you know, happens to have his phone on the table, whether or not he's on it, our kids, boy, they're, they're quick to say, dad, no phones at the table. Yeah. Take it off. Like we want our children to know that they are important, that we want to hear from them. Like this is a moment where there are no distractions. It is just us. Yeah. We need more of that, right? Like Absolutely. we need to do that more than just at the dinner table. Yeah. And there have been times where we've even, as a family, done technology fasts. Yeah. Ooh. So we fast, fast from yeah. technology, yeah. TV, Xbox, computers, social media, phones. I mean, obviously, you can. U- we have to use our phones, yeah. but not using it for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. And the first time we did it, I fully anticipated that our kids would be like, what? <laughs> our, we're not going to get to watch movies. Um, <laughs> and surprisingly, it was our most relaxing, peaceful week ever. And afterwards, our kids were like, we want to do this again. That's awesome. Yeah, played board games and made up stuff and sang and danced in the living room. And I mean, it's amazing how much time we fill, how much of our life we fill with entertainment and technology. Mm. We complain all the time about there's not enough hours in the day. There are just enough hours Mm -hmm. in our day. You don't need more hours in your day. If you had more hours in your day, you would just spend more time on Facebook or you would do something else with that time. Like you have the right amount of hours in your day. And so we just need to do a better job of utilizing those hours Mm. better. Yeah. Utilizing, managing those hours. Yeah. My my wife and I, we need to get back on it. Usually on Wednesday nights after uh, seven or eight, we don't get on phones unless it's... That's including text messages. So unless your family's calling, then you'll answer that. Right. And then usually after nine o'clock throughout the week, we'll try to get off of social media and not even use the phones. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you pick up the phone and all of a sudden you you do, you, you kind of naturally start comparing yourself. You do. And that's what we don't want. We just want to put blinders on. This is what we're doing. This is who we get to podcast with and pick out some quotes about them and help them just share their story. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's important to us. Good for you. I mean, really, I think, I think that that's an amazing example and you should tell more people you do that. Cause I, (laughs) you know, I mean, really, I think more families and couples need to spend time, Mm -hmm. quality time together, being fully present without that lure of technology. Yeah. 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 Real quick story. I remember we were in Texas college station, Texas A&M. We were at a regionals playing soccer, and I took the guys out to eat lunch, and everyone was on their cell phones. Mm. And I was like, man. So I went and collected all these cell phones, and all of a sudden, the restaurant got louder because they were actually interacting talking. and talking yes. for an hour and a half. Yeah. So yeah. Hey, it's important. It is very important. And, you know, they say that, you know, social media and our phones, they're meant to pull us in. Mm. They're meant to get us, co- like, addicted to a certain extent. And so we have to be super mindful of that. And I'm guilty of it too, for sure. Um, But again, it's about being self-aware and being mindful of it to say Mm -hmm. like, I I have spent far too much time on this and it's time to put it away. Yeah. Wow. Do you read a lot, watch a lot of movies? 
So I, I love to read. In fact, as a kid, I read like crazy, like all the time. Obviously, I don't have quite as much time now yeah. to read. But if I read, I generally like to find books that either are self-help or completely the opposite. My very favorite author is um, Elin Hildebrand, and she writes a lot of beach novels off the coast of Maine, and they're my very favorite. So anytime one of her books comes out, I'm like plowing through it. Yeah. And it's just easy, right? Like it's good to disconnect your brain and just focus on something that's not so heavy all the mm -hmm. time. Um, but I listen to podcasts and, you know, um, audio books when mm -hmm. I can on my commute to work and back. So yeah, I yeah. definitely enjoy to do that. And then I'm a little bit of a Netflix junkie. Yeah. So um, my husband and I canceled cable like years ago and um, haven't missed it for a single minute, but we certainly would miss Netflix if we didn't mm. have it. Uh, so we, we get a, a little bit attached to yeah. some of our shows, but you know, it's nice to just have a little bit of something to just unplug yeah. with. Yeah. yeah. So with that, you look at your life now, is there a scene from a movie or chapter from a book that mm. best represents your life right now? So there's this movie, and I, I think it's called, like, uh, my good, my, oh, goodness, I'm not going to remember it now, my terrible, no good day. It's about a family. Okay. It's a, it's a fairly recent movie. It's about a family that literally everything goes wrong in their day, right? Like, they're trying to get kids to school, and the, the door gets left open when they're driving, and somebody drives by and knocks the mirror off of it, and it breaks, and then the dog throws up in the car, and then, you know, like, the cereal and the milk is all over the <laughs> kitchen floor, and they're late for work, and I mean, it's like a series of unfortunate events kind of a thing. Yeah. And... I remember watching that movie and just being like, yes, this is us, like all in one day sometimes. So that would be a pretty good depiction of yeah. our family. Yeah. Wow. That's good. I think a lot of people could relate to that, uh -huh. especially yes, couples so with many. children and right. school starting. Oh my gosh. Or going on summer vacation, we've got to pack. Right. Right. Kids are hungry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is there, are there any outcomes you would change in your life if you hmm. could go back in time? I don't like to live my life with regret. Mm. So I try not to look back and say, well, I wish this had been different because I can't do anything to change it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it's good to sit in that, it, sit in negativity. Yeah, that's true. Um, so while there's certainly choices that I wish I had made differently or maybe um, had acted sooner, mm -hmm. like in a job, let's say, that I knew that I needed to move move out of, yeah. you know, I had gotten to a place where I was either stagnant or I knew it was time to leave, but I belabored it because out of fear, yeah. you know, fear of change is a powerful thing. Um, so I think in those moments I would have probably, I should have acted sooner. Mm. Um, so it's kind of those decisions that you know, you need to, you yeah. should have made sooner that I wish that I would have, would have changed or could change. I like that. Yeah. That's genuine and honest. Yeah. Cause all people would be like, no, but I, I, <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. Mm -hmm. I could definitely see that. When you go through your life and you think about everything you've done, um, what's something you want to be remembered by? <laughs> so I thought about this question and my immediate thought was, I want to be known for making the world's best chocolate chip cookies because yeah. <laughs> I do make the world's best chocolate chip cookies. I saw it in your um, blog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> Um, so of course, like tongue in cheek, but, um, I really want to be known for being a person who genuinely cared about others mm -hmm. and, 
um, and was uplifting and positive to them. Like I want to feel like I made a difference and making a difference doesn't have to be massive, right? It doesn't have to be like, you know, having an incredibly powerful title. Um, it can, you know, we need the power of one is, is, is important, you know, like making powerful changes, positive changes in one person's life could be it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it is my hope that I will be remembered for that. I like that. If you could sit in my chair and wear my shoes and interview yourself, oh. what, are, what are a couple of questions that you would ask yourself? Hmm. Maybe why are you so hard on yourself? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Do you ever find that you're hard on yourself? Absolutely, all the time. Yeah. But I got the balance because my wife <laughs> tells me, hey, you're being too hard on yourself. You right? need to get the teeter-totter effect. You need to find yes. that balance again. Quit being so hard on yourself. It's that's going right. to be fine. Yeah. That's that's good. Mm-hmm. That's really, really... I guess we could have just ended the show there too. <laughs> we could have ended the show two, three times already. <laughs> wow. So how do people get in touch with you? Oh, well, through social media for sure. Um Follow my Beauty in the Busyness Facebook page. Um, I like to, you know, post helpful articles, tips, you know, kind of um, aspects of my life. Yeah. Um, follow me on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. I have a pretty strong profile there, and I love to connect with professionals mm-hmm. um, through LinkedIn. And then, obviously, through email, too, right. if that works. Subscribe to my blog. Um, again, beautyinthebusiness.com. Um, so subscri- subscribe to that so you always know when I post a new a new blog. Yeah. Um, yeah. That'd be so it. for the listeners and the viewers, your Instagram, what's your handle? So my handle is just at Aaron Engelke. Mm-hmm. Yep. You might have to spell that for us. I listeners. know. I probably do. No, yeah. <laughs> most people don't know how to spell Engelke. So it's Aaron, E-R-I-N, and then E-N-G-E-L-K-E. Yeah. Engelke. And the blog is Beauty in the Busyness, Busyness spell it, B-U-S-Y-N-E-S-S. Yep. Right. And Aaron, do you approve this podcast? I approve this podcast. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We really could have ended that like two, three different times <laughs> with these answers. Like, well. I truly hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have a defining moment or moments you would like to share, please reach out to me. I would love to visit with you about it and share it with the world on a podcast. Here's how to find me. Visit my website, www.definingmomentspod.com. Follow me on Twitter at defmomentspod. That's at D-E-F moments pod. Search me on Facebook, Defining Moments Podcast. Follow me on Instagram, at Defining Moments Podcast. That's all one word, at Defining Moments Podcast. Subscribe to Defining Moments Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed listening to this show, I would be extremely honored if you gave us a review. This helps boost this podcast so more people can find it. Go out and be a positive influence today, every day. Make someone smile. My name is Wong Lam, and I approve this podcast.